One of the things I remember about this movie is that it has credits at the end. Oh, good. Well observed. And uh, those credits are over a sailboat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alarms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are we ready? Yes. Everybody comfy and cozy? Let's do it. All right. Oopy doopy. Hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast uh, where a filmmaker, a comedian, and an actor, and podcaster, and do-everything sort of guy uh, hang out to discuss the 80s movies that we love and love to hate and hate to love. And today we're talking about Romancing the Stone, a movie selection from 1984. Get out of this jungle, It's so weird when the trailer doesn't have the music from the movie, when the, the music from the movie is so, like, connected with your experience of the movie. It's also really weird when the trailer has a fourth wall break in the middle of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Danny it, it, DeVito looking dead into camera. You're coming with me. I uh, had never seen that trailer, but after I finished the film, I did watch the trailer for the sequel. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And that... A sequel the, the, trailer makes a lot more sense now. They repeat the, the whole <laughs> gag, don't they? It is the whole gag, except he's in a phone booth in the desert. Man, when your movie I mean, leans completely on Danny DeVito. Well, he has more lines in the trailer than, I think, in the movie. <laughs> if it don't work, don't... If it... Wait. If it... Wait. <laughs> if it don't work, break, fix it. <laughs> Welcome exactly to a that. late night <laughs> podcast of the most excellent 80s movies. Yes. So that voice is, of course, Nathan Blackwell. Ooh. Everyone will recognize that voice. And this, this voice, no, oh, sorry, that voice is Chrissy Lenz of the National Comedy Theater. Yes, but that third voice you may also recognize as a favorite guest, Mr. Adam Reaney. Hi, I'm here for the third time. Yay. Third time's the charm. And this movie is so charming. It is. I, I really it's like the it. the truth. Have you, uh, had you seen it before? Did you watch it as a kid? The last time I saw it. Uh, it was, God, it was another instance of my dad getting free movies from the library. Yeah. <laughs> and so I watched it on a very torn up VHS and he put it on. I saw the cover. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Romance. Uh, I couldn't read at that point. I don't think I just saw people swinging on a vine. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be good. I've seen this in Muppet Babies. And uh, <laughs> when it started and it was in the Old West. I was like, great. We got the wrong movie. <laughs> and I stopped watching it. Oh, no. <laughs> you haven't seen it since? I did see most of it on cable about six, seven years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, there was definitely the wrong movie in there. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it again this time, I was like, oh, I see. Yes. I see what you're doing there, movie. It really it did an incredible job of fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that beginning. The beginning where you're mm-hmm. inside of her book. Mm-hmm. It's the savage funny. secret. Yes, it's really funny. Like the dialogue is actually good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it ends on the stole my Bible after the yes. murder of the family. <laughs> Shot mm-hmm. my oh. dog and stole my Bible. That was some sweaty. Almost boob? Steamy. Yeah. 
when I saw that, I went from 11 to 13 in just <laughs> the single viewing. <laughs> oh, you mean, I thought you meant on that horniness meter. <laughs> like you started the movie at 11. Look, you can use, your, <laughs> that, use that whatever you math you want to um, a 13. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's totally not practical garb for, no. the, for the Old West. No, yeah. that's great. Because you got it's all wet, it's breezy, <laughs> so it's evaporating off of you, getting rid of the heat. Mm. From a science point of view, it makes a lot of sense. Well, you, you need support, though. You don't want to just be swinging free in, in the breeze. Do you though? <laughs> Do you? Um, my question was: was around. Is how how torrid were these novels? I mean, you know, like what if they were seriously, you know? Yeah, there. Mm-hmm. I mean, have like you ever we, read like a Danielle Steele? Read in detail how his he stole angry, that Bible. His angry shaft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things get uh, pretty heated. Um, had, have you seen it? Had you seen it? Yeah. So this is one of those staples I had growing mm-hmm. up. And it, it's been a while Me since too. I've seen it. But no, I've probably seen it like 15 times mm-hmm. in, in total. Um, just, you know, when I couldn't, I you know, I couldn't get enough Indiana Jones I had to go to Romance in the Stone as the second choice. It's like the next best thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's right up there. Yeah, because it's also it's, so it's Robert Zemeckis directed, mm-hmm. and it definitely has kind of a lot of a lot of connective tissue with like Back to the Future. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's like sound wise and music wise, it sound the opening almost sounds like the same thing, kind of like a ding ding, like mm-hmm. how Back to the Future starts. And just there's a lot. He's using the same kind of like music and grammar, and there's just a lot of great screenwriting and character mm-hmm. moments. And in the this. bits were really broad, but in the good way. Yeah, <laughs> just writing that line is because he definitely liked bad taste, mm-hmm. but he also had enough of a hand on the steering wheel to veer it away before it got too close to the rail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things that could have mm-hmm. come across as incredibly dumb were actually just charming in this yeah like like when she's trying to steer the car when she's in the river yes i mean it could help the wheels directionally i was like aw (laughs) i was still on her side there yeah yeah i I think you stay on her side the whole time mm -hmm. and and michael douglas while not my first choice in lovable scamp Mm -hmm. um is certainly able to pull off that character where you hate him and love him at the same time mm-hmm. and just want to fix him, damn it. That's all, just, all he needs is the and right you woman. You feel like it, it wouldn't be that hard to fix him, you know? It wouldn't be that hard. Just well, just the right lady is what he's, he's got a for. heart of stone. You just got to romance it. You do. <laughs> you gotta, he's got a heart of ceramic bunny, mm-hmm. and you just got to conk it with a rock. Mm-hmm. A corazon. And get that corazon Cover it in mother's milk. um i also think like jesse is the name of her like cowboy hero Mm -hmm. and that's just like such an 80s sexy guy name it's like it's like yeah (laughs) it's like the dylan of the 90s right Mm -hmm. what is that name today like what's the sexy generic man name daredevil yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like Captain. It has to be a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also love when you like pull out and see that she's been writing. She's writing the story and she's crying, crying, crying. And there's little notes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I love her. Yeah, her, she immediately like, is. That is a real working writer. Yes. Like you see her environment, and it's not like it, it, it is someone who is not like on book one that will never be published. It's someone who does this for a living, and mm-hmm. there's so many great details. The yeah. maps of like uh, like Texas behind her, and like mm-hmm. all the little pictures that are her, you know, research and inspiration, and the fact that she feeds her cat better than herself, like mm-hmm. and so confident. Like when it's done, she's like, "This is good. This is the <laughs> one." I love how she she wears headphones while she writes, and she's not listening to music. She's just blocking out everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's a perfect. But she also touch. says it out loud too. <laughs> yeah. so mm-hmm. She's blocking out her own voice and mm-hmm. she narrates what's happening. Um and like the blowing her nose on the post it note, like for some reason that bit just like stuck in my brain as something that was like happens it's, in this movie. It's like straight out of a screenwriting textbook. Where it's like <laughs> she sees a note that says buy tissues. Ha ha. 
And then she blows her nose on it. Waka waka. <laughs> this isn't everybody's writing lady. She's so goofy and she really does seem like incompetent. Like she can't take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And yet she's and she a knows successful it. author lady who lives alone, right? Like before she goes, her editor's like, oh, you're, you're so in over your head. Don't do this. And she says, I know. But it's my sister. It's my sister. So romantic. Oh. Um, her editor lady is like such a cliche horn dog sidekick. Mm-hmm. Like you just issued one of those. She's like in straight off the set of designing women. Yes, with her big <laughs> shouldered power suits. They go to the bar and she's like. She's got her cocktail and she's stirring it around with her finger, mm-hmm. you know. Looking at the smorgasbord of gross 80s skis balls. <laughs> Turning the male gaze on its head. Yes. Such a sm- so smart, so clever. The horn dog best friend is mm-hmm. a girl. Um, this movie was written by a woman, wasn't it? You're a woman. You should know. <laughs> I don't know. I? I know that in the opening credits I saw Michael Douglas's name about five times. That's true. So Robert Zemeckis, um, this was his third feature his first two were produced by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. They were the, his first two. I, I think it was "I Want to Hold Your Hand" and "Used Cars." Um, Never seen either. And, of those. Yeah, they were both flops. <laughs> I saw "Used Cars" the same, the exact same way I saw all these other movies. It was free at the library for Yay. my dad. <laughs> but yeah, so the first two were flops, and and Spielberg wanted to produce his third movie. I was like, no, 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 we can't do another third movie if it flops then I'll never make another movie again, and it's going to hurt you, too. This, it'll be the third time that we go out. I've got to go off and do my own thing for this one. Because mm-hmm. they were going to do Back to the Future. Um, and he said, no, I've got to go do one without you because it'll hurt both of us if it flops again. I've got to prove myself. And so he did Romancing the Stone. Um, and luckily, it did well, and he, they were able to team up and do Back to the Future. Uh, you were right. The writer was Diane Thomas. What else did she do? Anything? Uh, Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, Game Show, and Game Show. What is Game Show? A movie. Is that the, is that the one with um, John Turturro? Ray Fiennes? No, that's Quiz Show. Oh, okay. So she was credited with writing Romancing the Stone, but just for having created the characters in Jewel of the Nile. Mm. Um, having created the characters in Jewel of the Nile? And I guess she's... The sequel. Oh, I see. I misunderstood. I thought you meant that she got a writing credit on the original because she created characters in the sequel. But no, that Other doesn't way. make any sense at all. And then I guess game show... She was an actress. Oh, in a soft porn drama about the ins and outs within the office of a sleazy, mid-sized Hollywood PR firm. So things did not go well after Romancing the Stone, oh, according to She was real IMDb's. good. You don't have to include this in the podcast. Um, yeah. Another sad Hollywood story. Uh, it was nominated for an Academy Award for uh, Best, Best Film Crocodile. <laughs> it won a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress. Um, it was nominated for Best Comedy or, or Musical Golden Globe. And uh, uh, Kathleen Turner also won... A LA Film Critics Association Award. So good for her. People liked her. I thought she was great. Yeah. Ah, oh, she was great. Uh, and she, I started. I kept a little tally of the number of times that she saved them mm-hmm. versus the times that he saved he was them. Real and bad it's, at it's, saving it's, them. it's two to one. Like she saves their asses at least twice for every time that he saves her ass. Uh, but like, how do we get? What, what's happening? Her sister has been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Her sister's husband has been murdered already. Mm-hmm. No one seems too worried about that. Um, but she has to bring a treasure map to... Columbia. Yes. <laughs> What's the name of the city? Cartagena. 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 Uh, to Hotel Cartagena. In Cartagena. It should be fairly easy to but find. There, there's, a, there's something I wanted to bring up about Cartagena. Please do. So when she gets... She lands... She is trying to find the bus to Cartagena. And she's like, is this the way to Cartagena? Is this the way to Cartagena? And then the bad guy sees her and goes, Cartagena? And she goes, oh, you speak English. (laughs) (laughs) I 
didn't even notice that. I love it. Good eyes, good ears. Nice, nice catch. Yeah, and what was his plan? Because this is Zolo. Zolo, the big, like he almost says the nothing. Uh, from Very the secret bad. police. Um, he puts her on the wrong bus. Gets mm-hmm. on the wrong bus with her. They go into the middle of the jungle, but the accident is caused by her. Right. I think he was just hoping to get to whatever the destination was, mm-hmm. so that he could say, uh, "Let's go to Cartagena," and it's like uh, it's like ninety feet out into the jungle, and then just sort of take that map. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she would have like gone for it too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this way, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she causes the bus to wreck, and um, and then even then he waits quite a while before pulling. Well, he gun. has trouble because a pig falls on him. <laughs> I mean, that'll really put a wrench in your day. There's valuable birds all over the place. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, because they crash into... No, the birds are on the bus. No, there's no, chickens no. on the bus. And then the vehicle that Which was Which are stopped. a form of bird. Right. But, yeah, the, all the, the, uh, the uh, tropical birds, the valuable birds. Michael Douglas's birds, tropical birds. Jack Colton's birds. Who we have to assume have been poached. Yeah. Like, he's not getting those through. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's a crime until it crosses a border, because it seemed pretty lawless mm-hmm. in that region. Just go around grabbing birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, his, that's well, we learn that later. His plan is to sell exotic birds. But first, we hit him with our bus, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to save Kathleen Turner from getting shot by Zola. Right. Zolo. Zolo. And first time we see him, his silhouette looks just like Jesse's, who is in, you know, in, in her... her her fantasy. That's the thing. Yeah. But not She's, on a horse. Right. Not on a horse. He's. It's like Monty Python. He's pretending to be on a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his silhouette is the same in her Western fantasy. And that's the thing. Is she is still... That's her... Her her arc is that she's still in kind of this prince-princess romance fantasy. Well, that's what she says to her at the bar. She says to her editor... When she's like, no, there's, I'm, I'm, I still have faith. There's someone out there for me. Mm-hmm. My Jesse is still out there, <sighs> and and her arc is basically finding a complicated, more real, less perfect love, and you cannot get less perfect than Jack Colton. <laughs> True enough. Oh, we skipped the part, and I did want to mention when the sister gets kidnapped. Um, it's like a little kid. Who like pretends to be all sweet and then like hits her with a one of those things that has a rock on the a end and you swing it. Um, yes, it's, uh, bolo for. Oh no, he didn't bring him to Zolo. Never the mind. Bolo from Zolo. <laughs> right, they're trademarked Zolos. The Zolo bolos. No, but um, uh, that that was an, probably the second most effective child soldier that I've seen on film. Mm-hmm. Definitely the first one I saw. Well, well, that the, exact same thing happens in Vibes. The girl from Kick-Ass Vibes. is the best child soldier. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Uh, but the same thing happens in Vibes. Do you mm-hmm. remember when they go <laughs> to the... It's like... I know it's been three weeks, but please remind me. <laughs> in the Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum are in the lake, uh, they are, but they're in Ecuador, right? And they get attacked by a little kid who's just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm a little kid. And like he attacks them. I think With sure a bolo? Has, I think he has a knife. Okay. But it's like, surprise kid attack. One of the many... Uh, what year was that? That was 88. Okay. It seems like they're just trying to tell us that the next generation of South American criminals is going to be so good. <laughs> like, these kids are doing the work. They're putting in the time. Getting the reps, getting their 10,000 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Danny DeVito is part of the two-man eight-alligator mm-hmm. strike force. Uh, crocodile. Crocodile, yes. Snappers! Look, Look at, at those snappers. snappers! I think So, uh, Danny DeVito was almost Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is the closest... Yeah, I know, but seriously. No, thank you. There's so many, like, for, for Raiders, there's so many casting decisions that they wanted to make up front that we didn't get, thank God. And this is the closest we'll get to, I think. Seeing Danny DeVito as Sala. What that would have been like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made better trailers. Um, I, I just can't picture him doing the trailers for Indiana Jones. <laughs> but you gotta come with us. We're gonna find this lost ark. <laughs> Stop yelling at me, Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find the lost ark. So, um, what I <laughs> so why couldn't um, Kathleen Turner mail them the map? 
Uh, the sister said, it's too important. You have to bring it yourself. Why can't I well, yeah, a you special know, registered? <laughs> no, mail goes out of Columbia just fine. But we all know who runs the post office in Columbia. Danny DeVito? Little Dilton. Zolo. <laughs> He's the postmaster general, the head of the secret police. And what else did the guy say? Gave him a bunch of, when they're on the boat, and he's right before he goes, look at those snappers, this guy's a butcher. He said, yeah. I don't care if he calls himself an archaeologist or the head of the secret police. or mm-hmm. So Postmaster General's got to be on that list. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else would he know to go to her apartment? <laughs> yeah. This guy's in the mail game. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he does go to her apartment, and he And just kills, kills a super. Yeah. And Which then no one ever not- mentions that again. The wisest And then he decision. gives up immediately and goes back. He's like, well, I gave Didn't it a try. Out. I came all the way I mean, to America. Yes, I, I will commit try. murder, but I will not kick down a door. That's a bridge too far. Well, but well, it's she, like her, someone her, rifles the room. Yeah, and we have to assume it was, it was him. Oh, you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I do love her little next door neighbor. Like, she has this little next door neighbor who, like, I, I thought there was an opportunity for there to be some kind of moment there for mm-hmm. him to encounter her and for her to, like, kick his ass or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little old lady. She's like, I don't want to get raped. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't take the elevator. You, you look out for yourself. Yeah. So now that we're talking about violence, how many bullets do you think were fired in this film? Uh, upwards of one million. Yeah, I think... There were more bullets than words mm-hmm. in the film. How many people got shot? Does anyone get shot? Does he get one shot extra. in the leg? One extra. <laughs> one extra gets shot. Nice. And it's one of uh, Danny DeVito's guys. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. There's also no gun loading or bullet carrying. There's one moment of gun loading, and it's when they needed to distract Michael Douglas while she vines across the ravine. Mm. <laughs> oh, I should have listened to my mother. And oh, putting, yeah, that's true. He's putting yeah. way too many bullets into that shotgun. <laughs> yes. And he thinks that she's, like, hanging out listening to him, and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to just cross this bridge. Uh, but she's very brave, but she's, like, brave in a practical way, mm-hmm. which is like, well, if the choices are stay here and get shot or try and cross this rickety bridge, like, the practical choice is to cross the rickety bridge like Mm -hmm. that's an easy choice for her to make i'm lighter than this tool i can get across the bridge yeah but like with the choice of which bus to get on like she needs a lot of help Mm -hmm. i had so much anxiety during that scene at the bus station (laughs) there's just so much chaos and just wandering around going cartana cartana like that was the moment where i realized that danny devito is just going to be narrating the movie because as soon as she left, he's like, ah, gee, she got on the wrong bus. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you want me to go follow her through the jungle? He's really just sort of a cartoon character, wasn't he? Just like a narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there to, like, catch us up on, mm-hmm. the, on if we ever missed anything. He was the log lady. Log lady? In the original Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. <laughs> oh, okay. She would, uh, before there was a previously on, mm-hmm. it would be a woman holding a log saying, hey, don't forget that this guy did that. Or, we're, we're about to walk in on this thing halfway through. I, I got this log. I've never seen Twin Peaks. <laughs> but I will take your word for it. Okay. So they find a shelter in a crashed drug plane mm-hmm. that's full of weed that they burn for Which I, I, fire. I, I, as a As a child... Really didn't have a grasp of no, what it was. I knew it was... Why do you think when you were a child that she passed out? <laughs> From the drinking. Because she's also drinking. Oh, yeah. They were partying. They in were going hard. Like He's like, uh-huh. hey, lady, check out my sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sail this boat. Do you like boats? Yeah, they had... they So, yeah, they found a crashed jet that was full of a giant drug shipment of pot. If you've seen Lost... It was the plane that killed Boone, but instead of Heron, it was that good doja. Mm-hmm. And they get super high and super wasted. They found out the Doobie Brothers broke up. Um, and they have the exact moment from Temple of Doom, which also came out in 1984, where like the snake is over her shoulder and yeah. he gets it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in Temple of Doom, like she grabs it and throws it, but it's like Thinking the same. Yeah. In this one, he kills the uh, 
the lead, Bushmaster. lead bad guy in the second season of Luke Cage. <laughs> Bushmaster. <laughs> Bushmaster. And they're very tasty. Do they eat it? Yeah. It sounds like they're about to eat it. Yeah. We don't actually get to see the delicious meal. <laughs> it's the deleted scenes. Ten minutes of them eating it. Um, and that's when we learn about his bird hustling business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're into birds? And he's like, no. Of course not. Birds are monsters. <laughs> um, they're basically dinosaurs. And they, they, <laughs> that's when he finds the map and he's like, hey, just floating an idea. What if we find El Corazon? Then you have all the bargaining chips. We can give him the map. We can keep the Corazon. We get your sister. Just we an idea. Boat, just floating it. Um, and then they... Is that they then they just go into the village where El Guapo lives. Yeah, no, like, he's the bell maker. The bell maker, and, but they just like they're just wandering. Stumble they're, upon they're that walking. Village. They're going down the road. They're like, oh, we got to figure out how to get to a phone. Mm-hmm. We got to tell these kidnappers, hey, we're still cool. Maps, the map's still in the picture. We're in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stranded at this point in mm-hmm. the jungle. And they find this little city where everybody's like starts following them with shotguns. Yeah, tiny mm-hmm. little town, like a one horse mm-hmm. town. It's like Santa Poco, mm-hmm. where El Guapo used to live. And the vultures are swarming. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, are you ready?" And he starts like undoing his shotgun. He's like, "I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna get both of us killed right now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has a much better plan, mm-hmm. which is to be polite and just say. <laughs> Hi, hi, everybody. I'm just going to be aggressively nice. Um, hi, we need a car. We need a phone. And they're like, there is a car, <laughs> instead of just killing them and taking all their stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like that whole moment is like a D&D campaign where like you, she <laughs> somehow rolled really high charisma. Yeah, she rolled a natch 20. Yes, and they were like, oh, all right, fine. Go find uh, We'll Pepe. tell you about the bell maker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and they go to the door of El Guapo's house. Um, yeah, my, Al- Alfonso Aro, 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 my favorite character actor of the '80s is the bell maker, yeah. and and then as Michael Douglas said, he's probably the dude the shipment was meant for. This mm-hmm. dude is probably the drug dealer, and, and he is, but he's and like, he is, but he's so charming, and he's so into literacy. Yeah, it's wonderful. So once he opens up, well, he finds out that she is. Well, at first he threatens them. Right, mm-hmm. with a gun mm-hmm. in their Through face. Through a tiny peephole, mm-hmm. like you would see at a speakeasy or yeah. an underground poker den. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a tiny little hole. And then he finds out that she's Joan Wilder. Because Michael Douglas says, write us out of this one, Joan Wilder. Mm-hmm. Joan Wilder! Joan Wilder! Es Juanita! Es Juanita Wilder! <laughs> it's from the stories I read you every Saturday. Yeah, see, like, you're just, oh my God. Why can't we get a post-credit scene the of him leading to the oh town my. and just right. like them crying and the women? The like, old west erotica I read you mm-hmm. <laughs> that I read the whole village. I mean, that village is just dudes, so you can imagine how those Saturday <laughs> nights go. <laughs> <laughs> Circle up, gentlemen. <laughs> oh no! Um, and he's got all her books, and like he gives one to Michael. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he opens. He opens the door, and we immediately see that. He, it's a compound, like something that you would see like in Northern California. There's like mm. fountains and there's just like lawn chairs and it's It's, it's basically the layout, I think, that they took for the bad guy in Last Action Hero. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But it's like not that nice. Like he still has like lawn chairs instead he, of... Yeah, he doesn't believe in phones. He's got... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the technology was like in 1984, but had like a tape deck... But it was the nicest stuff that anybody in that village had. Oh, yeah. Still choice. I don't know. I mean, they had lovely tile roofs and cobblestones (laughs) and very rich fields. Um, And then he he, uh, takes him on his little mule, Pepe, which Mm -hmm. is like a big-ass Giant monster truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a souped-up, crazy Ford Bronco that's fireproof. (laughs) Fireproof and and bulletproof. bulletproof. And they jump over this super sweet, like... 
ramp over a river that then turns into a blockade. Like mm-hmm. that's this the guy, funnest part of the movie. Yeah. This guy is so legit and so used to running from the cops that he's still like giving a tour of his estate while he does it. Oh, this mm-hmm. is where my brother and I Yeah, I want you to <laughs> this see this is... other field. We planted this tree. <laughs> the storytelling in this movie is so good. There's so many moments to where there's all these great surprises and all these great reveals and embellishments. You really kind of see the the Robert Zemeckis. That's um, what the 80s did so well. Yeah, the Robert Zemeckis that eventually becomes Back to the Future just a few years later. You really see him flexing those muscles. It's just a solidly entertaining movie, you know? There's really... N- I mean, if there's any bad p- bad or slow parts, we're not there for very long. Right. And even those are beautiful. Yeah. Like when they're in the town and you see the romance start and it's like, boy, we're taking some time with dinner. Yeah. But it's it's like, oh, this place is awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the all the business that happens between Ira and... Uh, Ralph, Danny DeVito, and his like cousin mm-hmm. or whatever that keeps us rem- keeps reminding us that mm-hmm. the sister is a hostage. Like they're always doing some silly like stage business. Like Danny DeVito's like hilariously smoking cigarettes, and the other guy is like obsessed with his crocodiles. Mm-hmm. He's crawling under the tables at the restaurant, and yeah, getting beaten up by an old woman. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, "Oh, I lost my longasta." He's always doing something. It's like, you know, an improv class that we, I would give anything to have somebody like who wanted to uh, move would, as much as they... You would want Danny DeVito in your improv class. I would take him. I yeah. would too. Yeah. But it's like people just want to stand there and talk. And it's like, well, let's take, talk, sure. But like do something while you're talking. That's also interesting. Um, and it, it just it keeps you... <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you liking them even though they're terrible like they're the root of all of this when he falls off the counter at the uh oh yeah trying to pull off his own um wanted wanted poster poster. yeah and then he falls backward off the counter i mean that's a hilarious moment when he just rolls down the hill and (laughs) he's just shooting his gun over his shoulder shoulder. like a knucklehead yes like eight random people Mm -hmm. are just like dropped yeah like like literally there's a couple of moments from this movie that are like seared into my mind from just seeing like the HBO coming next trailer, you know, next on HBO, romancing the stone, and that was one of those shots of him shooting over his shoulder mm-hmm. that I, I I just have probably seen like forty times. And so it was like I, it must have been just like some select summer that I was just staying at my grand because we didn't have HBO; it was at my grandpa's, mm. and so just seeing some of these repeat over and over again for a short but intense amount of time while you're waiting for that soft core to come on (laughs) exactly come on the other thing that the lady who wrote right exactly once i had bumped up from 11 to 13 in one sitting (laughs) i was ready to go to the next level i'm ready to hear about this weird doctor's office right (laughs) um so they yeah they end up in this in the town where they have like a date yeah like he sets up a date a sweet little mm-hmm. date night but he all the while he's planning to steal the map and make a photocopy of it mm-hmm. uh he romancing it out right mm-hmm. out from under her right um and he does take the map and make a copy no no he Almost. puts it back he takes a map hides it in the mattress mm-hmm. and then she's like yo turns out i'm ride or die yeah he's like lit just puts it right back in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, awkwardly making out with her, though. He's like, yeah, no, I'm into this. We're making out. I'm just pawing at the bed for... I'm looking for my it. oils. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to sail around the world, I promise. Yeah, because she wants to go look for the stone now. Because um, they saw a clue while they were escaping. With The devil's fork. Yes. Because yeah, there can only be one tree. Because the bell maker was like, hey, 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 could you imagine if they hung us from the plot point? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go, they try and follow the map. Oh, they actually, they end up stealing Danny DeVito's car with him in the back of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbeknownst to them. Uh, then they, that she was another really out. great moment when he's going to hotwire it. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, try the key. Room, room, room. Yep. Uh, she figures out that the map is like the back of a mad magazine, and you have to fold it to find the waterfall. They go. They immediately find. They can hear it. They're like. They point what? to the map. They point to the the room, or not the room. The just the canopy of, of vines, and they're like, "Oh, there must be a waterfall back there." 
And the next shot is <laughs> Turns them out there is. wading through this enormous river. And it's like, oh, man, that would take like a day and a half to find the opening. <laughs> and then they're inside. They're inside. They find the... Because, I mean, isn't it just common knowledge that, like, things are hidden in statues? Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, in one of my books, I hid something inside the statue. Which it's like, early days of hiding things in statues, mm-hmm. I think. Is it? Like, Maltese Falcon is the early days of hiding things in statues. They, they haven't seen that. No. There wasn't anything hidden in the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> was there, yes. Like candy? Was there a smaller falcon? <laughs> yes. It's basically a Russian nesting doll of falcons. Uh, Let me okay. Just an aside. There is so much ADR in this movie. This movie taught me what ADR is. Mm -hmm. So for the you know, do you you concur? Uh, I don't know. I I didn't notice that. (laughs) So so, yeah, there's just uh, so ADR basically replacing the dialogue in post production just because there's so much like waterfalls and rain and like you know um, jungle and and gunshots and like driving that uh, it, it, I, I, I think like a good 20% of this movie is like 80 yards. You got to get around all those those elements when you're shooting practically I guess. Yeah. You're having a lot of dialogue happening while you're going over a wonder- waterfall and when you've just gone over a mm-hmm. waterfall. Or when you're yelling across a river. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Because they, they do the thing where she's, like, steering in the river, and they go over, and they end up on opposite sides, which she's certain he did on purpose. Because she ends up with a map, and he ends up... With the stone. With the giant emerald. Which yeah. means that they both already have what they wanted. Yep. Like, he can dip if he wants. She can get her sister back. So, if they get back together, it's because they love. mean it. Well, so the next thing that happens is the handoff. Mm-hmm. She goes with the map to the Cartagena. meet. Although, while they're in there and they're getting the the stone, that's when she says to him, you're the best time I've ever had. And he oh. says, I've never been anybody's best time. Oh. So that sort of makes you think. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, when they're on the opposite sides of the river, it's like, oh, all right, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. But they do have, like, I think this movie does it right. Because we, we also talked about in Vibes the whole, like, oh, we love each other, but we're going to, like, the journey's over. So I guess we'll never see each other again. It's like, why are you going to play that game with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know you're getting back together. It's like they managed to do a will they, won't they after they already did the business. After they already did. <laughs> and, then they, <laughs> and then they do it again. Uh, because, of course, the handoff goes badly. Although, I mean. the handoff... There's a moment in the handoff where I laugh out loud every time I watch it. It's, I think it's probably this one of my favorite moments. Probably. I rewound it probably 45 times. <laughs> It'll be fun if we're not talking about the same moment. So what's yours? My favorite moment is when he says, You and, and your, your sister, sister can go. That's exactly mine, too. <laughs> I wrote it down. Just the way he does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like prepared to just let them go. Like he's, mm-hmm. some, he's like, hey, good deal. Let's all shake on it. Everybody got what they wanted. Quality Bye. kidnapping. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah. I mean, it was nice real, work. Took you a little bit. It was a big mess, but all's well that ends well. But we're good. Bye-bye. Uh, and it would have all been fine. Except mm-hmm. Zolo, Zolo shows up and he's got Zolo Jack. appears. Whing. Pop. Uh, and he's got Michael Douglas. I yep. missed you at the hotel. So did they. <laughs> um, and wait, but how do they? Danny DeVito reveals. Right, Danny DeVito's also a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "I had right in my hand. I had it in my hand. This hand is going to break every tooth in your mouth." And then Zola's like, Maybe. "Hey, we're we're doing our thing here." And he's like, "Later, later." I think we need to do a new podcast where, like, Adam just acts out the movie. Okay. (laughs) And then he has to, like, decide whether or not he's going to save her or get the stone from the inside of the alligator. Yeah, so... so, Crocodile. uh, Yeah, so... so, (laughs) 
<laughs> kind of like Captain Hook style. Zolo catches. Okay, Ooh, we're missing foreshadowing. We're, we're missing the best part where get, he gets. I not think the, me and Adam this, mentioned not it. The best part. Okay, is this the, the best part? Where he gets the th- kicked in the nards. If we're talking about the whole movie, let's say let's say the thirteenth best part. I feel like this is not the early days of hiding things in your nuts. <laughs> So he is so yeah so he's hiding it and it's nuts. <laughs> they they crack him with the back of their rifle and he's like and it's like something is falling out of his pants. He does a little shimmy. Uh-huh. And then the enormous <laughs> emerald is on his uh his boot at the edge of his boot. He uh tries to kick it out with the classic line, "Joke on it." Uh-huh. And then but Zolo catches it cuz he kicks it into a tree. Right. <laughs> just bounces right into the classic Solo's mistake, hand. and then Captain Hook style, <laughs> his hand is eaten. His delicious hand. All of the violence in this movie is very cartoonish until that moment where <laughs> a <sighs> like how would you describe the amount of blood that was coming out? Oh yeah, and then you like can a like Saturday see, Night like, Live, the, the bone sticking yeah, out. He's got his gross. bone out. Blood's flying everywhere. He's screaming. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like he's genuinely in shock. They beat the shit out of Zolo. Like, as much of a bad guy as he was, they really take him down several notches well, during this did, whole fight. He oh, did yeah. kill that super. That's he true. He did. Ugh. And he has that teeny tiny little knife that he's always threatening everybody with. Mm-hmm. It's like, I carry a bigger knife in my purse. Like, I think Frodo did. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody has a bigger knife than this guy. Um, but he is attacking Joan and oh, Jack Colson has to let that. Mm-hmm. He's got crocodile. a crocodile by the tail. The crocodile is falling. He's the like decisions tra- here. Yeah. He's going over the edge. He's holding on to his tail. By the way, those crocodiles weigh between 450 and 900 pounds. He's holding it by <laughs> its tail. The entire weight of that crocodile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You think that, the tail that would just catching. snap off like yeah. other, uh, like other lizards do. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that'd be so cool if crocodiles <laughs> could do that. <laughs> he just has like this tail. Uh, um, and then Joan Wilder, she so it's kind of a repeat in the fiction mm-hmm. of what we saw in the in the beginning of a, of the story. Is that she's in the same scenario that her her busty protagonist was in at the beginning with with her kind of villain, mm-hmm. and so that kind of circular storytelling is really cool because then she's but that's liv- a, that's she's living what her her fantasy was but right. she already but, had that fantasy flipped when she tried to throw his knife back at right him. yeah yeah he blocks it yeah. she's like oh we're in real life yeah. Damn. Uh, but i th- yeah i thought that parallel worked really nicely and it was really mm-hmm. good cuz she she sort of like mostly saves herself again and then he oh 100% cuz yeah. her sister just faints yeah bloop and mm-hmm. then it's one on one yeah and then that's the thing so when jack finally is am i going to go save her or am i going to hold on to the jewel he finally lets the croc go he grabs his gun and it's out of ammo yep which i was so happy it was out of ammo because i had no confidence <laughs> that he was going to be able to hit zola <laughs> with no. the two of them up there i i haven't seen him hit anything mm-hmm. i've seen him fire a lot of bullets a hailstorm of bullets. Um, and then the last thing he says to her is, uh, like, you're going to be all right, Joan Wilder, because you always were. And it's like, yeah, damn right. Mm-hmm. She was. You did, like, three things on this trip. I was watching that fight scene with my wife, and the whole time she was saying, oh, hit him in the stump. Hit him in the stump. <laughs> hit that stump. <laughs> that stump. Hit him in the stump. So, you know, that's the practicality that modern women have, like, just mm-hmm. born into and them And then she days. does. Yeah. <laughs> right in the stump. <laughs> we were so excited. She yeah. jumped off the couch. That's awesome. I would like to see, a, a, well, we have to say what the end is, but I would like to see mm-hmm. a prequel to this movie where it's about the people who hid the stone in the first place. And it's like... Joe Manganiello and um, the lady he's married to from Modern Family, whose oh, name yeah. is Sofia uh-huh. Vergara. And it's like the two of them, like, <laughs> hiding the stone and then making the map. Oh, uh-huh. no, you got to put it in the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I did, honey. If you fold the map like this. See, that's the final clue. You got to fold the map. Nobody's going to fold the map, stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so the end of the movie, we find them in New York. She's finally learned self-care because her hair is no longer frizzy and out of control. And she's, she's wearing a scarf now. So you know she's, like, feeling herself. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid of the wind. She's no, prepared. She just wants to look good. And she, like, has buying herself fresh flowers. And, like, you know there's Kleenex in there. She's not going to forget this time. She wrote an autobiography and pretended it was fiction. Oh, mm. sassy. Oh, and that's the, the editor says something like the new book is selling like crazy or... She's like, this is so this... much better than your previous shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've made it so quickly. Oh, my God. She's, she's okay. like, yeah, I guess so. so mm. Then the next thing that happens is a goddamn boat comes yeah. driving up the street. Accompanied by like alto or soprano sax music. Yes. <laughs> First... Which we need. We needed that sax. First thing I thought was, oh, man, they put the boat in the wrong place. <laughs> He's, all that time. Uh, I was going the water. <laughs> he, he didn't know what to do with a boat. Uh-huh. going to drive just, around the world in that thing? He wanted a boat. <laughs> he didn't know why. Who, who, is, who is driving the boat? I bet you the logistics, <laughs> driving the, boat? the logistics of getting that boat onto that thing into the middle of that city was harder than getting... <sighs> the jewel out of the crocodile? Yeah. Which, there's no way. Mm-hmm. No. I say no. Well, he said that the crocodile had indigestion, so I'm thinking that he swam around for a while. It didn't work out. He was sitting on the beach. How long? How many hours? He probably he swam till he got so tired, probably, probably till daybreak, and he's like, ah, what am I going to do? I got to go get more birds now. And sitting on the beach, all of a sudden, an upside-down crocodile is just floating in the water. He's like, oh, that emerald just cut his guts up. Well, I recognize that crocodile. I mean, it's the same thing as them ending up in Danny DeVito's car. Right. <laughs> yes. It's a world of beautiful coincidence. Um, and they have a really nice moment and it's really nice. And then why is the boat called Angelina? I tried to look on the Internet and they had no answers for me. Because no they, they focus on it so real, much. Yeah. Is, was it the real boat? No, it's I'm probably, sure that that is why. Yeah, but like what a, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like. It should have been called El Corazon. What was the name yeah. of the woman in the original story at the beginning? It wasn't Angelina. Well, if I wrote it, it would be. Okay. It, that was the piece of it that didn't add up for me. Mm-hmm. That was the only piece of it that didn't add up for me. Everything else? Other than who was driving the boat. <laughs> yes. And why did he bring it into the city? It was a he grand to, gesture. He had to go through a tunnel. Maybe that's where he bought the boat. He just bought the boat. At the inner city boat yard? Well, you know. The, there's sorry. A lot of, I don't know why I shouted that so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Most publishing houses do have a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they meet. They hug. They're in love. And so I guess she's cool with him just keeping all the money then? Well, she's got to be, like, they're, very wealthy. They're going to be together. Yeah. He said, I promise I'll sail around the world with you right before he gave the map back. Everything's going to work out fine for them. Until War of the Roses. That's when it all goes south. Um, is that in, uh, in the... Is that one of the movies? It, have you never seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. You should see it. Is that the threequel after Jewel of the Nile? Well, it's the two of them and Danny DeVito. Yeah. So, so in a way, just- yes. But not the same characters, no. yeah. But it's the reuniting of the of the all cast. three of them. But it's it's a really it's, we should do that one. Should we? When did it come out? I like <laughs> it. I, it had to be eighties. What if it was nineteen ninety? January nineteen ninety. Then if we did that, then we could also do Young Guns too. <laughs> oh, Can we? <laughs> God, I love Young Guns too. <laughs> that's how Nathan puts his foot down. It's just by going. Should we? That's that's a Nathan. <laughs> Hell no, Nathan. Speak. Um, okay, so on a scale of, um, so yeah, G- Jewel the Nile came out just one year later. The sequel. Oh, was it so fast? Yeah, I think it was like literally like one year later. Well, the Rotten Tomato score, I think, would <laughs> it would indicate that that's like true. That. What, what does it go from a ninety-three to a fifty-two? <sighs> I remember liking it. It's probably great. But I don't. I've never. It does so, not. I have not rewatched it as many times as I have rewatched. It's charming to see all those actors again. Mm-hmm. But you think it's like a Kingsman situation? <laughs> What's the Kingsman situation? Well, the first one, everybody was like, "Oh, this is great." The second one is, like, "What? What are they doing? <laughs> they just do they just end this franchise now?" Oh man! Yeah, it, it's 
Tool of the Nile doesn't have the same charm, uh, or like the story doesn't have the same. Is charm. Ira in it? <laughs> I don't. Rem- I don't Ralph think so. Is. I know Ralph is. Because if Ira's not in it, I think we know why. I don't know. Maybe he we did should. have the best moment in the first one. That's true. He did. And I'm constantly, look at those snappers. Like, if anybody looked at the snappers, they'd be like, oh, I've seen them. I've yeah, seen those snappers. That's, that's a crocodile. We, I've seen it. We do that here in Columbia. Yeah. He was so enthusiastic about them, though. Like, to love anything as much as he loves seeing an alligator eat a piece of meat. That's so, all I really want for my future unborn children. <laughs> Just to love something that much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you find the thing that you love and you stick with it, right? Mm-hmm. You do it every day. Every day. Um, Never right. let down. Scale of one to ten. One corazon to ten corazones. How many corazones do you give the jewel? Oh, no, this is Romancing the Stone. How many romancing stones stone. do you romance? I would give it eight corazones. Nice. Solid. Mm-hmm. Eight corazones and uh, one... One airplane full of weed. Yeah. How many airplanes full of weed? How many <laughs> weed airplanes? Uh, how many weird airplanes do you give it? I'm, you know what? I'm going to give it nine. Mm-hmm. I heart this movie. It's great. You Corazon it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I Corazon it. I also Corazon this movie. I, I'm I'm prepared to give it a solid nine. It's, it wow. was so... I had so much fun rewatching it. I watched the first half uh, yeah. with, with my daughter, and she was like really getting a kick out of it. Uh, and then I watched the second half by myself, glass of wine, had a ball. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I Laughing out loud. It. I watched it twice this week. And I, I think the thing that ended up being most off-putting to me is that I just saw Avengers Endgame. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing the digitally young Michael Douglas. It's, 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 it makes your stomach feel uneasy. When, now when I see both of them, it makes me uneasy. <laughs> when I see the actual young Michael Douglas, I'm uneasy. When I see the digital young Michael Douglas, I'm uneasy. There's something like, about the de-aging technology that just, it's like, it makes me feel motion sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, is Michael Douglas so vain that he wants to make himself look smoother than... Than he ever than originally there is evidence was. of in all of his previous We've films? We've seen you, <laughs> like... You always have those four red wrinkles. <laughs> Although the most seamless one has been Sam Jackson in, in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's, you, I, I stopped thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, they could have done that with makeup. He looks so good now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just always find it yucky. Well, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. I mean, it's since yeah. Click. Click is when they first really just tried hard. Click with Ale- Adam... Adam Sandler, Sandler, when they tried to show him as a kid with the Fonz as a young person uh-huh. and uh, mm. Lily like, Tomlin, I think, as a young felt person. Like the first time it, it, people were it was like, so "That's imp- bad." It was. The, I, I think the first time good. it was like impressive was with Robert Tron. Jr. And Tron 3D. No, before that, before that, Jeff even, Daniels, young um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in the uh, third X Men movie. Hmm. Didn't they just get? Young actors? I, no. I just feel like we know what they looked like when they were those ages. You know, they, they always end up too smooth. Boy, this is a sidetrack. Yes. Um. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> See uh, Tron 3D in IMAX. Is that your with Jeff Bridges recommendation? That is uh, when de-aging looked good for the first time, and I'm sure it does not hold up. But no, my deep cut, if we're, if we're doing that. Let's I, do it. I have... My first deep cut is if you really love watching people in the jungle fall down hills. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Which I do. I do, and it happens in this movie with a great oral sex joke. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I would say watch Peter Berg's The Rundown mm. with The Rock and, and Stifler. Stifler, yeah. Because there are a few scenes Sean William Scott. where they fall down a mountain three or four or five times as long <laughs> as is reasonable. <laughs> and I think because you're used to seeing The Rock as a professional wrestler, you're like, oh, yeah, he, could, he can take all that punishment. He would have been dead 30, 40 times over, but it, oh, God, it's a treat. It's a treat to see him do that. <laughs> and uh, my other darker deep cut 
mm. is a uh, YouTube clip called Crocodile Eats Other Crocodile's Arm, where <laughs> it's at, like, I think a crocodile farm somewhere in the south, and it's feeding time at the crocodile farm, and the trainer's like, all right, here, here, here's some meat, and he throws some type of roadkill, and all the crocodiles are going for it. One of the crocodiles misses, catches another crocodile's arm, and just does a real hard spin, pops that arm off, and just starts eating it. Oh, my. And the crowd is just like, what? What? And the trainer's like, oh, come on, you're scaring the customers. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the crocodile, I've never, crocodiles have dead faces, but you can see this crocodile, look at the other crocodile, like, this motherfucker. Like looks at his arm, looks at the other crocodile. He's like, "You don't have to. You don't have to do that." Things are real awkward at the crocodile farm. He's got more roadkill to throw at us. (laughs) A link will not be in the show notes, (laughs) but uh, just feel free to Google "crocodile eats other crocodile's arm." It will be the first thing that pops up. (laughs) Let's hope so. My deep cut recommendation, um, if you can't get enough, this is along the same lines of the first recommendation, if you if you need more kind of quasi-Indiana Jones romancing, the, I feel like if you're in Indiana Jones mood, like a romancing the stone is like a good additional hit, you know? But if you really want to get like some some of the other movies in kind of that zone, but I cannot guarantee the quality as much... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that is what I was multiple for. movies. <laughs> it's like so, like the Richard Chamberlain, like Alan Quartermain movies with like Sharon Stone, are just ridiculous. The, are those the canon ones? Yes. Well, you know the the story about <laughs> I'm, those, right? I'm sure there's a lot of stories about those. Well, no, they I were. Don't they even were. Know what you're talking? So about. they were making oh. these movies. This is so, from that documentary that you showed me. Yes, where Romancing the Stone was a big hit. And so he's like, get me that woman. Get me the stone woman. Get me the stone woman. <laughs> oh, yes. So they go out and hire Sharon Stone by accident. Oh, but they wanted Kathleen they Turner? They did, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yes. And I, then, I do love Kathleen Turner. Yeah. She's and then in the same zone, I'd recommend uh, Gunga Din or um, Charlton Heston in The Secret of the Incas, which was... Um, both Gunga Din and Secret of the Incas, which is not that great, were both kind of influences on Raiders Lost Ark and kind of building Indiana Jones. Nothing I want more in a recommendation than not that great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I really, I don't have anything good. My recommendation is um, John Wick 2. I'm in. It's a good recommendation. There's, I think there's an equal number of bullets fired. Uh-huh. Except a lot They're, more things get hit. They are more effective. In, in, uh, in John That's Wick one of the things we learned in the last 30 years. Uh, but there's that scene uh, in John Wick 2 where Keanu Reeves and Common are walking along a corridor, and they're just, like, taking over the shoulder, over like, pot shots at each other, like... And they don't hit anybody else. They don't hit each other either. But, like, I just, I was reminded of that when <laughs> when Danny DeVito was just shooting over his shoulder of the much sexier, much deadlier version of it in John Wick 2. I disagree with the sexier part. <laughs> I'm sorry. No accounting for taste. My and my mind. You may not like it, but Danny DeVito is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. So, uh, Adam, you've been our guest before. Uh, we've mentioned all the all the places that people can find you. Um, what do you want to remind people of? I want to remind people that every time I'm on the show, I recast the movies. Oh, so. <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> Please. All right. So I have two versions. Okay. One, if they really wanted to lean on the action side of mm-hmm. the action comedy. And that would have our important couple being Tessa Thompson and Bradley Cooper. Mmm. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's he's dirty enough to do the do the job. He's creepy in the same way Michael Douglas is. <laughs> and I think the age difference is about the same. Okay. Uh, the villain would be Javier Bardem. Mm. Ooh. As Zolo. And He's the, always scary. The kidnappers would be Patton Oswalt and Bill Hader. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. They would be such an amazing team. 
The drug dealer would be John Leguizamo. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think he could pull that off in the more action version. Mm-hmm. In the comedy mm-hmm. version. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're leaning more on that. It would be Kristen Schaal and Will Forte. I love them together. The villain would be Fred Armisen. Wait. <laughs> I'm like picturing him complaining about his birds. My birds! Mm-hmm. No! He could basically Call wear the MacGruber outfit. <laughs> oh, the kidnappers so would be Danny DeVito still. Keep him. And Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a bad guy mm-hmm. at some point. I agree. But, like, it, but exactly that brand of bad guy. I just... Couldn't help but picture him saying, can go. (laughs) (laughs) And the drug dealer would be Jason Manzoukas. Oh, my God. Yes. I want to see that. That's great. He would be. He would have so much fun. I can like I can Mm -hmm. hear I can hear every single person in all of those parts. Well done. You are the champion of that game. Thank you. You (laughs) consistently win at that game. Um, So here's my question. So what would be the third movie? Jewel of the Nile is the second one. So mm-hmm. so the whole premise of that is the jewel of the Nile is actually a person and not a thing. Right. It is? Yeah. It's so a spoiler. Human, human person. Because that's, that's the surprise is that the whole jewel they've been chasing is actually a person. Would you mind if we listen to the trailer for that? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> because the trailer made me not watch it yesterday. Oh, no. But I probably would have having seen <laughs> the other trailer. <laughs> As Danny DeVito rolling down a hill. Hold your horse. Yeah. Ira, how'd you get this number? No, 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 no. No, I'm doing this one on my own. I got no partners. Jack Colton and Joan Wilder. We're romancing a new kind of stone called the Jewel of the Nile. I practically got it in my hands right now. The only thing stopping me... Romancing the stone in Taliban country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're pretty sure that like whereas this whereas Romancing the Stone sort of flirts with the casual racism and homophobia that you come to expect <laughs> in an eighties movie, I think like Jewel of the Nile sort of really leans this into it. This one's trailer says Arab. Yeah. Eighty five was eighty five. Thanks no, guys for tuning in for <laughs> the most excellent eighties movie podcast. Um, uh, but people should definitely still watch the um, Voyage Trekkers episode. The, oh, the yep. movie Adam episode. stars in it himself as Captain. Uh, go ahead. Do you want to act out the trailer for the Voyage? And Trekkers then at the trailer? end, look right into the camera. And say, <laughs> okay. All right, ready. Jada, Jada. <laughs> no, I'm doing this on my own. I'm down here on a planet with Dr. Rita. Well, my boy, we got these. He's got a gun that kills people. What is he doing over here? Ah, beam us back to the ship, you knucklehead. Give me some bagels. Oh, the news is bad today. Oh, geez. Spoiler alarms. Oh, it's his birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Who's got tacos? So that's the uh, trailer. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well done. So it's on the YouTubes. You can check it out mm-hmm. at uh, Um or us on the uh, the Facebooks and the interwebs. The interwebs. And all the places. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me at, in physical reality at National Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa or on the interwebs at nctphoenix.com or uh, klens37 on the Instagrams. You can find me on the podcast, Acting Coach Dan Rodandon, Teaching Actors How to Act. That is, uh, <laughs> I'll let the secret out, it's me. <laughs> oh. 
Um, Wait, it is? It, it turned out it was me the whole time. Uh, you can see that. Obviously, Voyage Trekkers, as mm-hmm. Nathan brought up and everybody's excited about. Boy, the, all that trekking they do. What a so voyage. much voyage. <laughs> Such voyage, much trek. And you can see our studio web series, which is about how strange it is to live in New York. You can also watch the Bully Mammoth short called Eat Your Cake that I forgot that I did. Uh, <laughs> and one of my coworkers reminded me of it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Very nice. That's on YouTube as well. Excellent. Great. Um, did we already say all your things? Yeah, we covered them. Did we? I think so. Okay. Um, you can also hear Nathan on the 80s movie podcast. Oh, right. I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. With my co-host, Chrissy Lenz of National Comedy Theater. Oh, I've heard of her. Uh, you know what you should do? Rate and review that show on the place where you listen to... I hear that helps other people discover that podcast. I've also heard that. And it's just not about heaping on praise. It's mm. actually encouraging other people to discover it. I have heard that. Hey, are you too embarrassed to tell your friend, hey, there's this great podcast. Here, I'll tell you about it in person because that's actually the best way to do it. If you're too nervous to do that and you still want to help... Please rate and review. Yeah. Click that thing that looks like a thumb pointed at the sky. Do that. That way they don't have to set up a Patreon. Yeah. You dink. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Please support us so we never have to open up a Patreon. Please. Support I don't us want to. with your keyboard so you don't have to support us with your wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's everything. Right. Uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, hanging out with us at the Most Excellent 80s Movies podcast. Uh, while you're out there in the world, be sure to keep the most excellent 80s motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and you party on. and the Doobie your Brothers broke up. Can go. When did that happen? <laughs> Perfection.